0: Welcome to the STEM teacher podcast. I'm your host John Van Dusen. This is episode 23 card games. In episode 22 we talked about dice games that are fun to do on a rain day and I thought I would talk about card games that are also fun because if you're stuck inside all day and all you do is one thing you can get bored. So we're going to go over 10 different card games that you can play at home on a rain day to help pass the time and do something STEM related. First one, I think everybody probably knows it, is War. War is a fun game. You can play it in different variations depending on how many people you have playing and the age level. You know, the most simplest is you deal the cards about in half and flip a card. Whoever gets the highest card gets to keep them. And if you both deal out the same card, for instance, you both put down an eight, then you have a war. So you lay three cards face down, fourth card face up. Whoever wins that gets the whole stack of eight cards so war is a fun game to play you can make i've made it with my kids where we do addition war you have to lay down two cards and add them i've done multiplication war lay down two cards and multiply them Uh, a bunch of different variations but the simple game of war Uh, another game that i play a lot just to get my kids to line up is called high or low what i do is i have a deck facing me so i can see it and nobody else can and i go I go around the eight tables and I ask them to pick a number and then I tell them if they're too high or too low. I've talked about this in blog posts and I think I have a YouTube video out there about playing high or low. Um, but it's a lot of fun. So let's say I'm holding a, a three. <clears throat> so we'll go through and first person might guess 10 and I'll say you're too high. Next person comes in and says uh, five. No, nope, you're still too high. Next person will come in and say two. Nope, you're too low. So it's a process of elimination. And I really like it. If you're playing it with multiple people, you have to pay attention to what other people say. So it keeps everybody engaged in trying to figure out what the number is. I've had it multiple times where let's say I'm holding a seven. Somebody will say eight and I'll say you're too high. And the very next person will say ten. Now wait a minute. If seven was, you know, if that was too high. 10 is too high so higher low is a really fun game you can play it with just as few as two people you can play it with i play it with as many as 30 in my classroom another classic is go fish everybody has played go fish i think at some point in your life you can play it with as few as two people with as many as five or six you deal out cards Um, there again different variations you can go as few as three or four cards if you're working with little kids Or you can go as high as 10 cards. I know my seven-year-old wants 10 cards all the time. Um, And two variations of how you get that. You can either do it where you have a pair of two would be a pair, or you can go with four. So in order to lay down the cards you need, for instance, all four aces in order to lay down that pair. Otherwise, you can play it with, you know, if I have a pair of aces, that's a pair. Um, Basically, the four aces would give you either one, one set or two pair. Another really fun game is Snap. My kids beg to play Snap all the time. And I might have to give that to them. We have another lesson in Dice coming up next week. But maybe the following week, we're getting close to the end. Maybe we'll play some Snap. What you do, it works best with three or four people, is you deal out the cards all face down. And nobody can look at them. It doesn't matter if it's even, even. Even, even? Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's even. Um, But what you do is you take take turns flipping a card over into your own pile. So if there's three of us playing, there'll be three separate piles. What you do is when you flip a card, if it matches any other card that is up, you say snap. Whoever says snap first gets the two piles that match. So you have to be careful with kids like peeking at their card first. So what I tell them is you have to flip it away from you. So you grip the card at the farthest point away from you and you flip it away. So if anybody saw it first, it would be the people you're playing against. Super fun game. I know there's blog posts out there. Um, I might even have a YouTube video on how to play snap. But you just divide the cards up and start flipping them over. And you can get really confused, especially with sixes and nines. And you can also get pretty confused when they had a jack up, but then they flipped another card and now it's an ace and you flip a jack. You just saw the jack, so you want to call snap. But you can't. And if you do call snap and there isn't a match, you owe the other players a card. Super fun game, super competitive, keeps everybody involved. It's a lot of fun. So the way you win snap is you get somebody else to be completely out of cards. Completely out of cards. But the best part is, even if you're down to one card, the only card you have is the one in front of you you can still win because if you get a snap before anybody else, you get the two matching piles of cards. So super fun game, Snap. Highly recommend it. If I didn't explain it good enough, please Google it. Play it with your kids. It is a riot. Another game that's geared a lot towards younger kids is Slapjack. My son, when he was, I think, three, he started playing Slapjack with Grandma Sally and just have a riot. And basically... Same type of scenario as snap in that you deal out the cards and you start flipping them over one at a time. And when you see a jack, first person to slap it gets that pile. Okay. Now, I've changed up in my room, especially with the pre-K. We'll play slap jack and then we'll play slap two, slap seven, slap eight, uh, just to get number recognition out there and mix the game up a little bit. So slap jack is another one spoons spoons is the next game if you have never played spoons this is you can play this as adults I've played this with my adult friends and it is a riot and spoons go flying it is a hoot think of musical chairs combined with a card game so here's how it works everybody's sitting say in a circle and you have if you have four people you have to have three spoons so you have one less spoon than the number of people When one person starts and it's fast and furious, you pick up the card, you look at it. If you want it, you keep it, but you got to pass at least one card out. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to get four of a kind. So let's say I pick up an ace, I pick up an ace, I pick up a three, I pass the three, pick up an eight, pass the eight, pick up a 10, pass the 10, pick up an ace, keep that. Um, You know, and you just keep going. As soon as somebody gets four of a kind, they grab a spoon. Now there's multiple ways you can grab the spoon you can be super violent about it reach out there and snag that spoon. I have some friends that are very good and they will just reach out and just kind of pluck it just kind of pluck it without even paying attention to anybody else. And whoever doesn't have a spoon they're knocked out of the game. So you can do multiple rounds. I don't think I want to play that game in my classroom because I could just see fights breaking out but when I'm at home it is a super fun game the game of spoons. Another great game for kids is memory. Now you have to do a little work on the front end with the deck. Um, I wouldn't recommend using the whole deck. It's just a lot of cards. But you can take half a deck and make sure you have matches for each card. You know, if you have uh, a red ace and a red ace, a black seven, a black seven, and it gets number recognition as well as color recognition. And you just lay them out in an array, face down on the table, and you take turns picking up and trying to match the different cards again by color and number. So memory is another fun game. Cribbage, my son, who is seven, when he was six years old, he asked if he could play Cribbage. And I knew that he had played on his iPad. And I said, you know what? This is going to be great because James is kind of a sore loser. I'll be able to beat him a couple games in a row. This will be really good for him. Then he beat me. He beat me in Cribbage. Um... Then my dad said, oh, I'll play. I'll play the boy, you know. He beat my dad. My six-year-old at the time beat me and my dad both at cribbage. Cribbage is fantastic for not only counting, you have to be able to count up to 15 and 31, um, but it's also really good for strategy and what are you going to lay based on what you think the other person has. So not enough time to explain exactly how to play cribbage on this podcast, but please look it up. Cribbage is a lot of fun, and it's been a staple in the Upper Peninsula at hunting camps and homes uh, for a very long time. I put one on here. It's called euchre. If you've ever, most people, when I say euchre, most people don't know what that is. When I say spades, people do know what that is. So euchre is a watered-down version of spades. You don't use all the cards, and you get to choose your own trump. Uh, cribbage and euchre are basically how I survived Sundays in Afghanistan. Uh, we weren't allowed to go out on mission. Very few people, you know, office type people were working. So I would get in early, I would get my work done. And then sometime after lunch, the rest of the crowd would show up and we would play a lot of cribbage and a lot of euchre. So again, not enough time to explain exactly how euchre is played on this podcast, but look it up and it is a super fun game. Um it takes a little while to get used to because the jacks are the 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 top cards. Um you know the the jack of the suit that is trump is the the uh bower and the jack of the opposite suit is the second highest card. So if if hearts is trump, the jack of hearts is the number 1 card in the deck the Jack of Diamonds is the number two card in the deck. So it's a little rough to get used to, but after you've played 10,000 games, it gets kind of easy. The last one I have here is Old Maid. Now, I have never played Old Maid, but I've heard of it, and I know that a lot of kids like to play it. And what you do is you take, I just looked it up, you take one of the queens out of the deck. So then you have, let's say we took the Queen of Hearts out of the deck. So now you have two black queens and a red queen. And the red queen is now considered the old maid. And you basically go through, you deal the cards out, and you throw down pairs, just like go fish. And then what you do is, you fan your cards to the player to the left, and they pick a card from your deck. And if they can make a pair, they put it down. And you keep going that way, trying to get pairs. And whoever is left holding the old maid, because she doesn't have a pair, uh, loses. So that sounds kind of like a fun game. Hopefully you uh, got something out of this podcast. The 10 games we talked about was war, high or low, go fish, snap, slapjack, spoons, one of my personal favorites, memory, cribbage, euchre, and old maid. If it's raining out and you're done playing all the dice games, or if you want to split it up, you can play some of these card games. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and keep an open mind and try to learn something new every day. You have been listening to the STEM teacher podcast available on Apple podcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Anchor. You can also follow John Van Dusen on Twitter at Mr. Underscore JVD.